Foresight Wrestling Podcast on the one and only 411 Podcast Network. We are back, back again. I am Justin Watry. Steve Matson, say hello to everyone. Hey, 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 back at the lab. Here we go. We are back in the lab, and of course, we got a whole bunch of wrestling, but first, we are going to start with. NXT TakeOver 25. Wow. They did it again. They did it again. Nice card. Uh, It was cool that it was a standalone special, you know, nothing else around it. And holy crap, did they deliver. That was a killer, killer uh, broadcast. I, I dug it. How do they top themselves every time? Every single time. You know what it is? It's it's the talent. And it's it's the direction behind them, the, the guys that are telling them, you know, how whatever it is that drives the creative process for a wrestling promotion, NXT's got it. Everyone thinks uh, Triple H is the genius behind it. If that's it, then, um, you know, congratulations <laughs> yeah, to him. Then keep it going. All right, we're going to start here with uh, Matt Riddle defeated Roderick Strong. Yeah, a great match. Uh, it was awesome to see the legend of Roderick Strong, you know, seeing from all the stuff that he's gone through, the Messiah, the backbreaker, taking on the MMA-turned-wrestler, the cool bro. I mean, it was it was a good match. It was awesome to watch. The bro. Bro. I think um, a lot of uh, the hype is obviously around Matt Riddle, who I feel is probably headed straight for the title scene soon. And you think he's going to go for the title, or do you think they're going to bump him up? To the main roster. Uh, it's going to be tough considering uh, if Johnny Gargano is going to stick around, but we'll get to that later. You know, but... if if they got rid of Brock Lesnar and put Matt Riddle in his spot, I'd watch again. Or maybe Brock maybe. can go to NXT. He seems to like a reduced schedule. <laughs> Brock goes to NXT. I'm done. That NXT is the whole reason I haven't canceled my network subscription. Would you trade Brock Lesnar to NXT for Matt Riddle as the dominant man on the main roster. I would let Brock Lesnar go and rot in a dumpster, and then you can put Matt Riddle wherever you want. Wow. Brock Lesnar doesn't hold any weight with me. He's not a gambling chip. He's not a, a draw for me, so he can go fall off the face of the planet for all I well, care. Well, quick little tangent. <laughs> quick little tangent. He was at Money in the Bank, and he's been on three straight Raws, yeah. and now he's hyping up his Money in the Bank cash-in. So I don't like him. I quick said on Twitter, you know, the argument was part-time. Well, he's been full-time for the past month. So. Yeah, I don't like him. All right, so I was going to say, uh, Matt Riddle gets all the hype, but uh, Roderick Strong. He was killing it, man. I mean, all that, like, just back and forth, all those. He, Number one, he can take a lot. It's awesome to see Roderick yes. Strong uh, do what he does. But, uh, yeah, just the, just amazing. I mean, what can you say about these guys? You know, they just keep going, and they're just phenomenal every yeah, match. He's one of those guys that, um, you know, I, I shouldn't, but I do start to worry about his body and the years of doing this kind of right, style. Right, right. And then you see what he does again. And, you know, he's he's been underrated since he signed, honestly. He ended up not winning the title when he did the little chase. I think it was against right. uh, Rude. Could be wrong about that, but I think uh, it was against Bobby Rude. Rude or, or McIntyre. Yeah, and then um, he didn't win there. And then he's been in on Undisputed Era, which obviously is led by Adam Cole, so he's almost kind of sort of been a little overshadowed there. And then, you know, he's in this match, and obviously I don't think many people gave him a chance because it's against Matt Riddle. Yeah. So I would say as much as we're all going to sit here and praise Matt Riddle, I mean, Roderick Strong deserves a shout-out. Absolutely. And, you know, he was an NXT tag champion, or technically, I suppose. He held the belt for a while when Bobby Fish was out. Speaking of tag team champions, we needed to crown some new tag team champions. Yes, we did. And oh man, what a match! <laughs> okay, so NXT, and then you got to throw ladders into the whole thing. My God, yeah, these guys! You just got to throw ladders in. Just real quick, we had the Forgotten Sons, we had the Undisputed Era, we had Only Larkin and Danny Birch, and then of course the winners, Street, Street Profits. I honestly thought maybe they were going to give it to Oni finally. Because he's been running around there for so long. Yeah, he's another guy that's been underrated since right, showing right. up. But uh, Street Profits were awesome to watch. The Montez Ford, I, that was actually, because I'm not a consistent watcher of NXT, so really this was my first uh, go. You know, look at uh, the Street Profits. Um, I think I'd seen Angelo Dawkins before when he was doing single stuff, but I hadn't seen this Montez Ford guy. 
Yeah, Angelo Dawkins has kind of been through the ringer a little bit in NXT. I forgot right. the stat. It was something like he's been there for like six years and this was his first takeover or something like that. He's been in the system forever. They've kind of been looking for somewhere to put him. Right, right. And they, they haven't. Didn't know. Yeah, they didn't know. They have not released him, which at this point, most guys would have just been like, you know, there's nothing for you. Cut, right, right. Cut bait and move on. But he had something. So they kept him. And finally, the Street Profits thing, which I will admit, I did not like at first, but over the past few months, they've been getting more TV time. They've won me over. And I actually thought they should have beaten the Viking Raiders for the tag team titles. I didn't like yeah. how the Raiders just kind of laid the titles down and walked away. Right, right. Asuka did something similar, but I get it. She was undefeated, so it made a little bit more sense with her. Yeah, exactly. But it, that there was actually logic there. <laughs> right, yeah, NXT logic. Which is something that is kind of missing from... Oh boy! Today's programming. Oh boy! Oh boy! So, um, so I think a lot of it was just to build up for this moment, the takeover, Street Profits. It was only fitting that it was kind of an anniversary show for Angelo Dawkins, and kind of like he's been through it all. And then here they are, the big anniversary show, and they finally get their moment, Street Profits, and obviously the crowd loved it and went nuts. Yeah, it was great. Um, just killer match. They finally get up there, grab those belts, and it was like, man, there finally it is. did it. There and I it would is. say, um. You know, we're probably going to say this for almost every match. You could probably argue it was match of the night. What do you think? It was definitely, I mean, how do you rate this type of show? I mean, every single match was just, it was another one of those shows where I was breathless at the end of it because it was just, thank God it was an early one. <laughs> yeah, and I love that, you know, there's there was only five matches on the main card. Yeah, there, but I mean. There's no need for seven, six, seven, eight, nine, ten to just squeeze everyone on it. Right, they really uh, maximized the the time that they they had there. I mean, with only five matches, that three hours or so that it was running. Yeah, this I one mean, was 21 minutes, and then the main event went over 30 minutes. But you know, that's all you need. And obviously, with the network, there's no real time constraints. Right. You kind of just do whatever you want. So I would say I'm not a star ratings guy, but you know, all these matches are almost you know three, three and a half, four, five stars, like just one after another. Absolutely. So. Great moment for Street Profits. Finally arrived, and I loved it. Moving on, we had another title match. It was the North American Championship, the Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream. Defeated not just an NXT original, but somebody that I call the NXT original, Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze, once thought to be maybe Dolph Ziggler's replacement back in the day. Nice to see him back in NXT. Um, it's good to see him use because I I always admired his skill set. I was really I was calling out the moves as he was doing them during the match. It was it was awesome. Even before the announcers, it's like they had to be reminded. Hey, oh yeah, that's what that's called. Oh yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen him for so long. Yeah, exactly. We haven't seen him for a while. <laughs> um, Triple H said it, and then Tyler Breeze has said it, and I guess if you want to believe the rumors, but he is back in NXT. Yep. And uh, we had talked about this during the Superstar Shakeup, but right. you know it's nice get these main roster guys going, get them to do something. Yeah, you know, get them to to utilize where where they're best at. I mean, obviously Tyler Breeze had a lot more success in NXT. He didn't win a title or anything, but definitely had a lot more eyes on him. He was on TV. Yeah, you could go almost in like the whole twenty four seven championship title picture. Right. You know, all those guys that are chasing around our truth or that's true there yeah they're giving oh boy like all those guys you could pick any one of them whether it's ec3 or root or anyone and just be like he should go to nxt right you know he should be next for dream and maybe that can be dream's thing is kind of just defeating these quote-unquote has-beens that don't have <laughs> right. it anymore i mean that'd be something to do at least and team dream dream of course retained i thought he would i, yeah. I think that's the right move like uh, when tyson kidd went down and was challenging for the nxt title a few years ago you know i don't really think anyone believes he's gonna win but if he can go out there for 16 minutes which that's how long a match was and have a, again like a four or five star match yeah i mean and all the hits too the beauty shot the uh supermodel kick you know just calling them out the iphone came out yeah. i thought that was really clever use of the props too i mean uh, like during the match velveteen doing the selfie and they put it up on the screen i thought it was great all of his little tricks were back obviously the crowd nxt just loves them and i think we should give a little shout out to the connecticut crowd yeah they were fantastic i had my doubts about them necessarily being an nxt kind of crowd <laughs> right but I'd- they definitely followed through. They came through, and I like that it was, you know, the 25th uh, takeover show, and then it was kind of like a original is back with Tyler Breeze. So. Right, right, yeah. It was, it was, it was great, great match, I, and I love Velveteen Dream. That guy's gonna be just amazing. He's amazing, and I forgot how old he is. He's like 23 or 24 only. So sky's the limit. There's no rush to get him to the main roster. You know, keep him with the North American title for a while. What's that driver that he's he's got? That. 
he named it after something that was really cool. I can't remember. It Dream now. Valley Driver? Dream Valley Driver. That's right. And the purple Rainmaker elbow. <laughs> yeah, it, it all comes together perfectly. And that may have been my match of the night, but I'm sure everyone will say it was Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. But up next was Shayna Baszler defeating Io Shirai by submission. Clean, I'm, 12 minutes. Yeah, now I know last uh, last week I picked Io to, to go over. But, yeah, once the match started, I was like, wait a minute. What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, dude, Shayna's. What are you oh thinking? Oh, my God. That, that woman is so evil. I think she's. You know, we everybody called Ronda Rousey the baddest woman on the planet. I think Shayna plays that character so much better. Yeah, I think she's just evil. There's a lot of people that want to cheer Ronda, and Rousey um, obviously was a face right away. But for Shayna, there's just like almost nothing to like about her. Nothing. I mean, she's just vicious, sadistic. That that elbow stomp that she does. Oh my god, dude. Like, yeah, and even in the buildup, she was open openly talking about her cronies coming down to help her win. Like yeah, she was pretty right. much telling everyone, like, yeah, yeah. And I got backup just in case. You know, because that's what she does. She's because, total heel. She yeah. gets it. She gets this. Yeah, that's pure heel right there. And sure enough, they did get involved. Candace, you know, kind of came down to help, but that wasn't going to do much. Destroyed a kendo stick. Yeah, the kendo stick got it worse than, the, <laughs> than anybody else. Uh, so, and then at the end, when uh, Shayna did win, but then Io Shirai came back and destroyed her, the crowd chanted, you deserve it, to Baszler. Right. Like, there, there was no clapping, no nothing. Baszler's just hated, and I love it. Were they trying to, like, do a flip there? Because yeah, if yeah. they were, it, was it awesome. failed miserably. It was pretty funny, but uh, Shayna obviously is still the champion. I, yep. I, I picked her to kind of keep the title for a while, and... You know, it, it almost looks like uh, Mia Yim might be next in line. Oh. And I don't know if anyone would pick her to win, so I guess Baszler would retain for another I don't know. Feud. She had a pretty killer showing at the women's thing, depending on the buildup. Let's see how much they, they build her up. Yeah, I think she's going to finish up her Bianca Belair story. And yeah. Mia Yim is, you know, it seems she's going, but, you know, Candice is also hanging around. Right, right. So you could also throw her in the mix. But either way, if it is either of those two, I would not pick them anyways. So Shayna retains. Harsh, man. Keeps, I know, I know. I'm already jumping the gun another two months. Till right. You the, just killed like six weeks of storylines. I did. I went right to August. And like moving on. <laughs> Speaking of moving on, Adam Cole. Wow. Baby. Defeating Baby. Yep. Johnny Gargano. Boom. Yeah. Um, you know, it was weird. I, I wasn't certain if Adam Cole was going to pull it out. I kind of thought maybe Johnny Gargano because he worked so hard for it. You know, and it was a long run, and Tommaso, yada, yada. But uh, well-deserved, man, and that title looks good on him. I think he's he's earned it, and uh, that, man, storytelling in the ring was just phenomenal. Like, I was It was awesome. Him. It was really good. It was amazing. Johnny Gargano, I think he had the, uh, was it a Wonder Woman? What was he uh, cosplaying that time? Oh, um. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, exactly. Captain Takeover. Yep. And Captain Takeover. showed up again. You know, obviously, another great match. What would you expect from those two? Right. And I thought Gargano would retain. I thought uh, the Undisputed Era, if you noticed, uh, Roderick Strong lost. Right. Undisputed Era lost. Right. In the latter match, and then Adam Cole wins the title. Then, right. <laughs> so when they were all celebrating at the end, I was like, oh, are those three going to turn on them? You know, oh. the whole evolution, thumbs up, thumbs right, down right. thing. I, I was kind of waiting for it, but, you know, it seems they're all still with him and happy he's with the title, but we can see where that goes. Uh oh! Are you predicting a? I'm not predicting anything, but there was a lot of tension leading up to it, and then everybody lost except the leader, who I'm sure will remind his uh, buddies that they all lost. Well, you know, if Mama ain't happy, Uh ain't nobody happy. Nobody's happy. (laughs) Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, there you go. So wait, are we saying Adam Cole's the wife of this situation? (laughs) I don't know. But speaking of, his girl was. That's right. You know, that's that. And I thought, you know, I read that. I thought that was really cool that, you know, as tense as these little conversations in AEW, WWE, you know, as tense as they can be, they, you know, NXT did show a little bit of heart and they comp Britt Baker and let her watch Adam Cole. Do yeah. And she was also on when Stephanie was shown on screen, which was funny because the man was wearing a macho man shirt behind her. I saw that. And she quick like, pointed at him. I'm sure right? the uh, internet fans love that. <laughs> love little. that one. But, yeah, Britt Baker, and this is kind of the whole thing with Sasha Banks going on right now. I I just think a lot of it's overblown. Right. Even if most of it, you know, probably is true. But I'm sure at the end of the day, I mean, Packers and Bears, you know, take cheap shots and stuff and everything. Right. After the game. You shake hands. They're shaking hands. They're, you know, not necessarily taking pictures, but, you know, their kids are out there. They're praying in the middle of the field. 
you, you, know, re- you respect it. It's kind of like coworkers. You know, you may not like them out, you know, on the field or whatever, but you know, you respect their ability and what they can do. Yeah, and a lot of times, I think the fans, you know, go nuts for that stuff. I mean, right? I mean, the company. Okay, Britt Baker. Here's some seats to obviously watch Adam Cole win the title. And, you know, I thought everyone was probably cool. I'm sure she was backstage with them after the show. Right. And then, you know, fans are, you know, freaking out about AEW and NXT and all this stuff. And I'm sure nobody, like, even cared or mentioned it one time. I don't know. Maybe stir up a little bit of rumors and be like, who do you think went, like, behind the back? So. What's, what's it like over there? Is it, is, is it really cool? <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it reminds me of like uh, Ric Flair's birthday party a few, uh, I think it was a few weeks or a few months ago, but you yeah. know, stars from every company was there and I'm sure right. they had a great time and there's no, you know, not fist fight or like, th- they don't care. Yeah, it's not, I wouldn't say it's that deep rooted of a rivalry. No. It's, it's a business uh, competition, you know, it's not yeah. a personal thing. And you know, I'm sure they had drinks and had a good time and Probably. shook hands and said, see you later, you know. Yeah, see you probably Vince over. went up to her and said, you know, when you're done over there, <laughs> when you're done over there you know they they've had the past few years to sign her you oh, know yeah, even when right, cole exactly. has been there yeah and for whatever reason you know they didn't so nope. you know we can talk about that another time but regardless nxt takeover another great show and you could probably argue the greatest takeover that definitely i mean they every every takeover ends up being the greatest takeover i was just gonna say isn't everyone so yep. does that mean now in august it's gonna be another greatest takeover that's up to them that is up to them. Wow, the challenge is laid down. Throw it down. And not that it matters. We just talked about this, but that would be right before All Out, I believe, the week before, a week and a um, half before. You know what? I don't. I know that All Out is the 31st of August. So I'm sure SummerSlam's a week or two before that. Right. So, you know, well, follow that as the dream Follow set. that, right. So excellent show, everything, of course. Hats off to everybody in NXT TakeOver. So we're going to kind of segue into a show that... Did not get as much hype, but something called Super <laughs> Showdown this what? Friday. What's that? What's that? I never, I never heard of that one. Yeah, I don't know where this show is taking place. I haven't got that message. <laughs> but on the kickoff show, we have the Usos. Heads will roll. Versus, whoa. <laughs> Literally? Or, no, never mind. Never mind. The Usos versus The Revival. Thankfully, uh, The Revival, it seems, are no longer uh, shaving each other's back and no. having the Usi hot. We're good there. It seems The Revival is kind of teamed up with Shane, actually. So they've been treated... You know, like henchmen, but, you know, obviously a better spot than uh, rubbing themselves on the ground. And right. <laughs> scooting like dogs with scooting worms. Like... <laughs> All right. That was pretty funny when you did mean, that. you know. So, um, I don't know. What do you think? Usos, Revival, does it really matter? It's a kickoff. Yeah, it's a kickoff. Um, I would, I guess I would pick the Usos if you're going to start the crowd off happy because everybody loves to sing along with, you know, their theme and whatnot. Um, maybe it's a... Yeah, or it could be more story development for Shane McMahon, who is still on camera. Yeah, I think he's going to get his later on in the in match the against Roman. But, yeah, I, w- I would say Usos. I honestly don't really think it matters. Right. I think the Revival have kind of, you know, did the little, uh, you know, paid the little price for not doing the extension. And now right. it's kind of like, you know, right back to what it was. So. I wouldn't really think too much of this match. It almost makes me feel like these four are only there so they can hit 50 people in the Battle Royal. They've been advertising as 50 yeah. men. <laughs> so, like, we need four more guys. So. Right. So we'll just bring them. Speaking of four more guys, Lars Sullivan will be in his first match finally. Oh, my. Really? I believe it is against Lucha House Party. Watch, three on one. Watch. We find out he's got a fear of bell ringing. So, like, when the bell rings, he turns into a complete coward. I will say uh, he gave his first little... Uh, live in-ring interview on SmackDown, and he oh. obviously had, like, a little riddles and a uh, little thing about pulling guys limb from limb and oh eating my. their bodily fluids, and it was pretty disturbing, but I thought he did pretty well. The crowd yeah. started with the what chance, but by the end, they were booing and into it, so I think uh, maybe give him a chance. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you think he's got something? I don't know, but I'm just happy the fans kind of gave him a chance and right. just gave him the what treatment through the whole thing. It kind of seems like they did at first because he does have a little bit of a lisp. Okay. So I think it was uh, almost that kind of thing, but either way, I think uh, Lars is going to win three-on-one over the Lucha. Yeah, oh yeah, guaranteed. I mean, he's in a position that, you know, he's going to be the the monster um to you know they need the titans like you got braun Strowman, you got other big guys and you got you know now lars sullivan yeah i'm still surprised that his whole thing with injuring jeff hardy and him battling matt hardy just was gone nowhere yeah like well, that was the big thing that he put jeff hardy on the uh injured list and right matt was all you know freaking out about him 
And then nothing. Uh, apparently, they just don't want to use Matt. I don't know. I think he's running around with the 24-7 crew right now. I think uh, he was one of the guys chasing it. R-Truth, so... He decided he'd, he'd be better off with the belt instead of going after <laughs> Lars Sullivan. Yeah, I don't think he's getting <laughs> anything. But if, if I had my way, I would have Lars Sullivan destroy these three here and then actually go on to win the 50-man battle royal because I don't even know who's in that thing. So up next, we have Seth Rollins defending his title against Baron Corbin. Ooh, Baron Corbin. another Baron Corbin match. <laughs> whoop de doo whoop de doo well, I will say this. I think is he done dressing like a waiter yet, or is he still? <laughs> he's still serving he's till still nine. Still serving till nine. Okay. Yeah, I that, just want to make sure I get my order in before he quits. That's when his shift does. Okay. Good. So I think we're in agreement on this, but we're actually, at least I am. I think I'm fine with Corbin getting this title match as long as then we can kind of move on, maybe get back to AJ Styles, yeah, Drew McIntyre. Get you know? back to somebody that can actually put on a decent match. So if basically they're just looking for someone to lose at Super Showdown and kind right. of be a pawn in this whole Brock Lesnar tease, yeah. you know, Corbin works is kind of the forgotten third piece of this puzzle. Right, right. Like, oh, yeah, then there's Corbin. There's an actual match. Right, yeah. I mean, I guess it, he's the guy that everybody loves to hate, so. He's almost the Miz in the Rock Cena <laughs> WrestleMania thing yep. where it's like, who's the heel again? What do we th- because really, I need somebody to hate. <laughs> yeah, so I think we're both going to pick Rollins here to retain. Yeah, absolutely. But the big question is, Brock said he's going to cash in Friday. Whatever. And cash I, in, choke on it. Because he beat down Rollins, and Heyman on Raw was yelling, "Cash in, cash in!" Right. Like he's down. I didn't make that made no sense whatsoever. But I guess Brock obviously is you know wants to do it on the grander stage and get paid more. So. You know, I guess uh, maybe uh, somebody in Saudi Arabia was promised a title change. Maybe he was promised a big Brock Lesnar moment. Either way, I'm going to say Rollins defeats Corbin. Brock's music will hit. And then from there, honestly, I don't know. Will he actually cash in? Uh, he, I'm, I don't know. I, honestly, is I, I, it's Brock Lesnar. I, I could care less, to be honest. He, if he's going to keep running around. Keep teasing it? Whatever. Well, yeah. I'm sorry he, to be a downer note on that, but I just can't stand the man. Well, you may be a downer note on this, but here's the uh, part where you may not be because uh, the way it's been teased is Brock Lesnar said he was going to cash in, but right. he didn't say against who. So oh. Kofi versus Dolph. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. The returning Dolph. Returning Dolph. I thought he had a great beatdown return. I thought his return yeah. was awesome. It you know, it didn't make a whole lot of sense, but I thought it made sense the way he said it is how he's been on the sideline watching and it should have been me. Right, yeah. And uh yeah, he you know, maybe he's got something to prove now and he's going to throw on a great match to just, you know, this I can still do it. Yeah, I'm sure this will maybe be match of the night. I suppose it could be looking at this card here, maybe Balor and Andrade. But I'm going to say this could probably be match of the night. I am holding out a little potential Brock Lesnar cash-in just because of the words used and because right. why wouldn't he cash in on Rollins as he was down. Right. So maybe that tells me he's done with Rollins. He already beat him down, and now he wants to do that. But, again, that could all just be spitballing and mean nothing. But I'm going to say Kofi will retain over Ziggler. Yeah, I think so, too. I think they're going to give him a run till SummerSlam. Yeah, it just kind of feels like uh, Ziggler, you know, it's kind of there. He's because, a placeholder. Yeah, kind of like Corbin. You know, he's just kind of there. They right. just probably needed a heel. And do you think Ziggler actually sticks around after this, or is this a one-off? Um, You know, that I guess that really depends on how he's he's he feels coming back. You know, like if, if he gets back and he loves the environment, you know, maybe he'll try it out once or twice. Uh, if, you know, he's been back doing his, his return and the promos and stuff like that and he's got a good vibe from the creative and the agents and all that stuff, then maybe he will come back. Um, it, I guess it's really up to him. He can definitely do it. There's no question of whether if he can put on a great match. So if he wants to, bring him on. Bring him on. I would say he sticks around and kind of does these one-off shows. I mean, why not? I don't know if his uh, comedy career is really taking off. As, right. As is much he as... still under contract? I believe he is. It's some sort of you know weird deal, almost kind of like Mark Henry and Big Show, where they okay. pretty much can just do whatever so they want. So he fulfilled his regular terms, and now he's just kind of on a... It's almost like Kane. Like, you do your thing, but if we call you up... Yeah, you, know... you better be there. Right. <laughs> so uh, Kofi retains, and who knows about Brock Lesnar, but Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon. I hope this is just a consummate beatdown of the boss's kid 
Just bring it down. Just beat him down. Beat him down. <laughs> beat him down. Beat him down. <laughs> um, I don't know if uh, this is kind of the end of it or if this then sets up, because they've already announced for the next pay-per-view, Stomping Grounds, mm-hmm. it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Okay. And obviously Drew is kind of, you know, the side guy to uh, Shane. So right. does Drew cost Roman the match? And then Shane again can say he's the best in the world in Saudi because that's where Crown Jewel was. Right. So maybe I was like a little winning streak at this show. I don't know, something like that. They'll pull something out. It'll it'll all lead that way. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. And Shane, Rest assured, Shane will be on TV forever <laughs> and ever till we all die. So, <laughs> so um, I don't know if you remember this spot, but I think it was two years ago. Uh, Shane went for coast to coast at Survivor Series. It was the big Raw vs SmackDown. Yeah. Shane went for coast to coast. It was a team match. And, yeah, and Roman caught him in the air with a spear. Yeah. And Shane legit got knocked out and it was all woozy and stuff. And instead of Roman pinning him, the ref just called it off because Shane didn't know where the heck he was. Yeah. So on SmackDown, Shane has already predicted how the match will end. He said he's going to lay Roman down. He's going to lay there all in a heap of all, you know, beaten down. And then Shane said he's going to climb the rope and give him the coast to coast and pin him one, two, three. So I'm going to guess the finish is that, except... Roman catches him with a spear and wins. And knocks him out again. <laughs> and, well, maybe. One more concussion for the man in the back. <laughs> One oh, more. I said the C word. Oh, oh wow. Ooh. Careful. <laughs> All right, so next up for the Intercontinental Championship, we have the demon, Finn Balor. Ooh. They've already announced he's the That's demon. That's right. So how's that going to, I mean. I don't know. Saudi Arabia is pretty I mean, they want the biggest stars. I, I mean, yeah. so if they were promised the demon, but he's facing Andrade. I guess Kane has gone over there, hasn't he? So they're not too uptight about like the hell references and stuff. No, the last one was Kane and Undertaker right. versus DX. Okay, that makes sense. Want to forget that? <laughs> but um, I don't know. Do you think Finn just wins again? Andrade kind of a placeholder, or is this uh, actually a title um, change for the Intercontinental Title? Andrade. I guess you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't. I, this one's hard to predict because they're all like they're both fantastic as far as what they can do in the ring. And then you got the the specter of the demon. It'd almost be off putting to have him lose. But then again, I could see it because Andrade is that good. And you got Zelina. You know, she's the X factor. And why not hype up a big change? I guess in a in a pay-per-view yeah. situation. Yeah, it'd create a big moment, obviously then set the stage for a perhaps gimmick match at Stomping Grounds or whenever Extreme Rules is, I think, Mask after. versus Demon. Ooh, maybe something like that. But you mentioned Selena. Is she even allowed uh, to be a ringside? Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, here we are again. We will talk <laughs> about that a little bit later on. But up next, not in an arm wrestling match, in a singles match, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Oh, they're actually going to get together now. Okay, so they're actually going to do just something. Gonna ar- not just going to arm wrestle and talk about it. We're actually going to fight. They're actually going to do something. Um, on Raw, Braun Strowman won the arm wrestling match, but afterwards, Lashley picked up Strowman. Yes, legit picked him up and gave him his running power slam, which was obviously a freaking nature move. That you know, I assume Lashley could do it, but easily. Just to see it, it's one of those things. Like even Cena always giving the. Uh, FU or AA to Big Show. It's just right. kind of one of those things that you still can't believe when he does it. So, um, is it or Edge and Big Show? Oh yeah, wow. WrestleMania 25. <laughs> that was crazy. Is it uh, easy to just say Braun wins here? Yeah, I mean it. It seems like that's what's going over. He won uh, that big Rumble at the Jewel. Greatest Royal Rumble. Yep. So, yeah, that was that uh, Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, that was last. Um, I think it was last April. Right. So he, you know, he's got kind of a a lot of momentum behind him as far as that with the Saudi crowd, so I could see them. Yeah, maybe kinda... uh, Braun can win and then uh, face Samoa Joe, who's the new champion after Mysterio had to vacate. Had to vacate, yeah. And, boy, he didn't get off easy, did he? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ray. Poor Ray. He's already had two injuries since right. coming back. <laughs> Actually, I think it's it like, might be three. Right. Uh, but, you know, sucks well, for him. But yeah. I, I'm glad the way they did it. Uh, Mysterio looked like a man by laying the title down and right. vacating it. And Joe looked like a badass for yep. just destroying him. <laughs> just taking the title and just choking him out and saying, you didn't pin me anyways. My shoulders were up anyways. Right. So I thought that was funny. So I'm going to say, uh, yeah, Braun can win, and then if he wants to have the showdown with Samoa Joe for the U.S., you know, right. that works for me. So up next I have here the 50-man battle royal. I don't even know who's in it. I think it's Miz and a bunch of, yeah. 
Um, I said earlier that I would probably have Lars Sullivan win. Again, I don't even know if he's in it, but right. that, that'd make the most sense. I don't think there's a green title on the line I'll or win anything. It. I'll go over there and win you it. Can, yeah, there you yeah. go. It's tomorrow, right? It's in, yep. yeah, like 20 hours. Oh, I, I can get there. You can get there. It's all right. Actually, I think it is a 20-hour flight. <laughs> 14 or something like that. But, yeah. You can get a nap on the I, plane. I don't know who's going to win. You know, Miz, I think, is in there. He can win. He he says he's not done with Shane, so, you know, maybe he right. does something there. But I think we're all kind of done with that. Yeah, been done with Shane for a while. Um, a quick mini prediction is I'm going to guess it's nothing but 24-7 championship shenanigans. I'm going to guess our truth is in there running around and people are trying <laughs> to pin him in a battle royal. Right, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I I'm going to say not? this thing just breaks down and, you know, pure mayhem and yeah. who knows what else. But whatever, it's 50 men. I mean, like, can they even fit 50 men at the same time to start? They're going to try. I think they said they're going to reinforce the ring. So gonna, 50 men, I'm going to guess yeah. a few NXT guys like, you know. Baba Tunde. I was going to say him. <laughs> he was in the Rumble last yeah, year yeah, in he's Saudi Arabia. Pretty awesome too. Yeah, so I'm sure they'll throw in a few guys, whoever makes the trip. Again, 50 guys, I'm sure, you know, half these guys are on the flight just to kind of be in there for 30 seconds and be thrown over. Yep, basically. And get a nice payday. But Hey, you know. We can talk about that a little bit. So anyways, um, now we got to our two main events, Triple H versus Randy Orton. Okay. Well, I mean, once again, they hate each other for apparently no reason. Um, they're gonna, you know, go to war with each other, and because, well, I guess they can. You know, I mean, why not? You're why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Triple H fought Cena last year and lost. Yep. And you know, nobody really seems to remember or care. So that kind of leads me to wait. Did they really? Yeah. <laughs> Cena versus you, Triple H. I honestly do not remember that. Yeah, that's when Undertaker, I believe. He fought Rusev in a casket match. Right, right. I remember that. Okay. And then Crown Jewel was DX versus uh Right, Undertale. Kane and Undertaker, Brothers of Destruction. Yeah. And then I think the last Super Showdown was in Australia in October was Undertaker versus Triple H for the last time ever. Right, right, right. I'm getting all these international events confused. Look at you, man. You're just uh, you I'm trying. like you got him in the line here. I think I'm good. But regardless of what I'm saying is uh, Triple H can lose and do nothing because Orton's on full time. Right. But something tells me uh, this might be another Triple H win. I can see it being another Triple H win. I can also see it being as uh, you know, your your Saudi overlord was promised a nostalgia of some type, you know. Is that what we're calling them, the Saudi overlord? No, I mean, you know, I, I saw our robot overlords at Walmart the other day. So, oh. you know, they're going over to Saudi. Saudi's flashing all the cash, so basically what they want, they get. Yeah, they can flash some cash my way. So I don't but really... they won't. They won't. you are infidel. Yeah, <laughs> I'm nothing. I'm not Triple H. <laughs> By the way, what what was the story? You know how they request like legends and big names. You know, right? The story was they uh, requested Yokozuna. Yep, yep. <laughs> Apparently, they're not as like in touch, but I guess they requested like a couple of guys that either are dead or like I think they requested Kamala, who has yeah. lost both of his legs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they requested Yokozuna. I, I mean, he he died 19 years ago. I think right. someone should probably tell them. Um, hey, have you seen him on TV lately? Yeah, there's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah, that just kind of adds to the match. But, you know, I was talking to somebody at work about this. You know what? In you know, you can hate me all you want. But, you know, I like these little one-off legend match. Triple H and Orton, you know, they've had some good matches in the past. So, right. sure, why not? One more time. Why not? You know, it was the same thing when they brought Sting back. Obviously, we knew he wasn't going to have a prolonged run with everything. I mean, I don't even think anybody really thought he was going to win the title. No, but you want to... But it was fun to see. It was fun to see, and uh, kind of like the arm wrestling on YouTube, that seems to be a big hit with everyone. <laughs> I mean, if you go to almost all these Sting segments from his little, you know, few months on Raw, like all of them are just in the millions of views, and it's right. kind of ridiculous that people... Better viewership than the Raws themselves. <laughs> yeah, and people just loved it. I mean, I think one of the battle royals, or Cena and Mark Henry arm wrestling has like 50 million views or right. something just... Just completely ridiculous. But, <laughs> I mean, a little prediction for down the line. Um, I'm going to almost want to predict that the Sting-Undertaker match will happen at really? some point on one of these Saudi shows. Nah, it, I know I'm, Sting retired at his Hall of Fame speech, but I think it's, I, so did Shawn Michaels and yeah, so did but, everyone else. But, but see, the, thing, the difference is that Shawn Michaels retired still able to do it. Sting, that I mean, I, do you remember that match? I remember when uh, that buckle yeah. bomb hit and Sting walked like he took three steps, and I yeah. even said to my wife, "He collapsed." There's something. Well, his legs like wobbled before he collapsed, and I was like, "Honey, that's 
that's a spinal cord issue. Yeah, that's and I'm not... pretty sure he's even said that he is still yet to actually get the surgery. Exactly. So, I mean, as much as I would love the nostalgia of Sting Undertaker, I almost hope it doesn't happen because that's dangerous for both of them. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I'm going to still hold out hope for it, but, yeah, I don't think Edge is coming back. I don't think Stone no, Cold, nothing no. like that. I don't think Hogan or Flair. I don't even know if Edge had his thing fixed yet. But, yeah, but Sting, Sting is somebody that I could, you know, see. Why do I say that? Because in 2019, we are getting Goldberg versus The Undertaker. Right, but those guys can still, I mean, Goldberg is still in decent shape. Yes, yes. And Undertaker, as much as, you know, we see his body, you know, is not the best or whatnot, he still is able to to make it through and put on decent matches. Yeah, you know. I learned a long time ago to never say never, but I right. did not think in June 2019 that we'd be talking about Bill Goldberg versus <laughs> the Undertaker. Yeah. I don't know. When I saw Sting's legs wobble like that, like I knew that that was the end of his career. I mean, at that age, when something like that happens to you, there's almost no coming back from that. Not And if you do come back, you're nowhere near what you were. No, and these guys, I mean, let's I mean, we're not kidding anyone. The Undertaker and Goldberg are not going to be anywhere near right. their prime, you know. I mean, Kurt Angle, you know, those last few matches of his yeah. were hard to watch just because he wasn't able to move like we know Kurt Angle used to be able to do. Yeah, Angle's another guy in like 5 or 10 years. He said he would come back if Vince personally asked him. So right. in, in 5 years cuz the Saudi deals for 10 years. So in 5 years if he came and asked, "Hey, Kurt Angle, you want to face Cena one more time in the match we should have at Mania? You right. Know, <laughs> you know, Angle's going to say yes and get a probably million or $2 million payday or whatever right. it was. Who wouldn't? But I just that's why I, I can't say that it wouldn't happen. I just kind of almost hope never it say never. Happen. I know. Yeah, I hope. Never say never, never say always. That's what I always say. <laughs> never. Always. That's what I always never, never say. say. <laughs> um, so who do you think is going to win Goldberg versus The Undertaker? I think Taker. Okay, there was a thing on the WWE YouTube page, and I think they did this two nights. The first night, they showed like everyone's like backstage, like Mark Henry was interviewed, and who did he pick, and Jeff mm-hmm. Jarrett, oh. and different past and current, That's The Miz. J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T. Yep, The Miz. Like Everyone gave their picks, and across the board, they all picked Undertaker. Yeah. And then I did a little poll on Twitter of who's going to win, Undertaker Goldberg. For the first like hour... 100% Undertaker. Undertaker yeah. And I'm just like, what? Like, am I the only one, like, am I blind to this? And then by the end of it, it was 55% Undertaker, 45% Goldberg. So I think, you know, people maybe kind of thought about it a little bit. And then <laughs> WWE posted more predictions. And again, it was mostly Undertaker, but a few did end up going with Goldberg and just saying all these different things about how it's so evenly matched. And then, of course, they some guys said this is WWE versus WCW, and I'm just thinking, oh, no, don't turn this into yeah. that again. Like We already I mean, kind of did this. Right, several times. So um, I don't – I mean, I haven't really wavered at all since the match was announced. I'm going to say Goldberg wins. Wow. Um, I'm going to read a going few – Going against the institution, man. Well, it, I'm, here's a few reasons. Um, but first, I am going to read some uh, Twitter responses. Yash says, nope, no way. Taker <laughs> is winning it. And then uh, Jesse does, says... Does he, does he know something we don't? Do we need to put money on this or what's going on? I don't on? know. He seemed pretty sure of it. I mean, he must have an in. And then uh, Jesse says, I sure hope you're right, because in reality, Goldberg is in much better shape than The Undertaker. That, But, you know, that never seems to matter. It's all what... It doesn't seem to matter, but I think the way it was worded is pretty much saying that, you know, if there is a rematch or if this is to actually build something, you're going right. to go with the guy who's not hip replacement and, you know, broken down and whatever. But uh, Grievance Committee says Goldberg is going over. Taker isn't a mark for wins and losses. Goldberg is. Oh, yeah, that's a little harsh, but actually that is one of my reasons is, you know, Goldberg is not going to return after two years, fly 20 hours to Saudi Arabia to just to lose to take a tombstone in two minutes. <laughs> Why not? I mean, would you for I $2 million? Dollars, I would. But you know? as mentioned in the comment, Goldberg has tended to kind of go up the Bret Hart territory of kind of taking himself a little more serious than others at right. some points. And uh, you say bet against the institution. Um, it was just uh, six months ago, Undertaker lost in Saudi Arabia against DX. 
Remember that epic tag team match? No. <laughs> no. Uh, but <laughs> Nobody you're talk, does. You're, you're talking about the institution. I mean, DX is that an is institution. True. That, that is was, true. you know, establishment. So, I don't know. I'm going to go with Goldberg. I mean, if we're sitting here in a week talking about, you know, Taker winning, would anyone be surprised? Of course not. No. I mean, it's, it's just like, I remember back when we used to work together and Royal Rumble would come up and you said, I always pick Undertaker. That was all, like, we would have three picks and you always had the Undertaker in there. Of course. It's one of those, like, how can you pick against them? How can you pick against them? Exactly. And I forgot who said it, but one of the guys in the WWE video said, you know, just never bet against The Undertaker. You know, you're going to be, you're going to win far more than you're going to lose. Right. So, I don't know. I'll go with Goldberg. I assume it's the main event. I'm going to say it kind of ends the show, but, um, you know, I can't imagine the match going too long. Right. I mean, if you need a quick one to tie it all off, (laughs) there you go. Just spear him and... Yeah, there you go. I'm almost going to say, I don't want to say it's going to be a Brock Lesnar Survivor Series minute 26 match, but <laughs> I'm sure Undertaker will get his big moves in and right. Goldberg will hit a spear. And if he can even get a jackhammer on Undertaker, I'm sure mm-hmm. he can. But I don't know. I'm going to say five minutes. If it goes any longer, it might start to drag, honestly. Right, yeah. How this many, is more how many for the times spectacle. Can you... Right, exactly. This is more for the spectacle, if anything. And this kind of will lead into our final topic about um, WWE even going to Saudi Arabia. Right. This is kind of the, you know, the... the Hot button issue. It comes up every six months, every time they go to the show. Right. You know, and people forget they actually started running shows there, I believe, in 2014 or 2015 or something. Yeah. But obviously uh, the current stuff wasn't really going on too much, and they didn't have the uh, $25, $50 million paydays. So it was a little bit different. A lot of money involved. But um, just kind of real quick, what do you think of them going? Um, I mean, I have no desire to go to Saudi Arabia um, personally. But, I mean, like I, I think we said this when I first started doing the podcast with you. They're offered so much money. And a whole point of a business is to make that money. So they're going to – how how can they turn – I can't really fault WWE for – making money that's the whole point that's what they're there to do can't really fault saudi arabia for having that kind of money i mean they've (laughs) you know yeah it's it's a thing it's a business thing so really i don't see it as anything more than that i mean there's a lot of political stances that they could take but they opt not to because they're a business and they have employees to take care of. I mean, that that's a company that employs thousands upon thousands of people. So as much as you would love to take a political stand, you got to worry about the livelihood of the people at home, too. Yeah, Sami Zayn is launching his uh, little fundraiser again. Right. His... And, you know, and if it draws eyes to charitable causes like that, then, you know, there's a silver lining at least. Yeah. And uh, obviously, Sami Zayn, you know, he knew he was doing this, but he said it uh, starts Friday at one o'clock. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> coincidence <laughs> or what a coincidence. That's when it would start. Right. So, so um, I think you hit the right. You said the right word. Uh, business. Right. You know, I don't think anyone like, you know, nobody in their right mind is like on board with some of the laws there. Oh, right. I mean, absolutely. They have some insane, you know, punishments for, you know, some petty crimes. Yeah. It, it Again, not to take a political stance, it's a, one of the reasons I don't really have an urge to ever see that, that country personally. Yeah. Know, um, I mean, nobody there is like rooting on and saying, yeah, women shouldn't drive. Like, what? They got licensed? Screw that. Right, like, right. They should be, you know. People are people, man. Come on. Like, nobody actually thinks that. So nobody's backing it or anything like that. And, and it's not that I have anything against the people there. It's it's the gov- the institutions and the governments and stuff like that. Yeah, that I mean. Question. And those laws obviously wouldn't fly here, but, you know, it's right. been said before that, you know, it's kind of the CM Punk thing where he said he wanted to change things for the better right. before he left. And he said, uh, I think it was Joy Mercury or someone made the, the famous line of, well, you can't change things sitting on your couch. Right. Yep. You know. That and, was Mercury. Okay. And nice. uh, Well remembered. CM Punk, uh, you know, kind of said, well, I did change things. I sat on my couch and Daniel Bryan got the spot. So I did change things. <laughs> right. And, you know, in a weird way, he can say, fine, you know what, you did. But it was a, you know, a short-term thing. Right. And this is where WWE now is kind of, you know, they can't change anything not going there and ignoring it. Exactly. Right. I mean. Like, that's just going to let them keep doing it. 
And the more that, you know, WWE goes over there, those scrutinizing eyes may take notice of some of the practices going on there, and then maybe the international community has a chance. Maybe it opens the doors for stuff like that. Yeah, and that's why it's a 10-year deal. And, I, I mean, I think there's already, um, you know, women are already performing in different, like, uh, not sporting activities, but, like, entertainment things. Mm-hmm. So that's why now, as rumored a few days ago, right? Um, I believe it's Natalia and Alexa Bliss. And Alexa Bliss, Bliss yeah. And that's, and, you know... Even that they're getting the conversation means that people are talking about it. And who knows, you know, maybe you do start to see a change. It happened in Abu Dhabi, and maybe you'll see it again. Yeah, and um, I've already seen, well, maybe Bliss is just going to do a Moment of Bliss segment. Right. You know, and obviously she can be covered up, or, you know, Renee Young's already there. The first show she was not allowed, and the next one, all of a sudden, she was there. She's doing commentary. And maybe Natalia, you know, walks someone to the ring or something, or does something. Maybe she's on commentary, and then Bliss can do her segment with somebody. So it's not necessarily they'll be in a match, but... The fact that they're going is another step. Exactly. And, you know, maybe Zelina Vega, like we were talking earlier, shows up too. Who knows? And she can go there. So, I mean, you know, it's a step. I know you can laugh about it, but, yes, women have their driver's license now. You know, right. th- that was passed. So it's another step. It seems ridiculous to us that that would be a big deal. Well, I mean. But it but is. Think about this. A hundred years ago, it was a big deal. Women got the right to vote in this country. That right. was only a hundred years ago, and that was a big deal. So I mean, you think about it's it's all steps, and it's like basically comes down to man, how can you not afford the same people the the freedoms that you yourself have? I mean, people are people, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I kind of look at it. I know this comparison doesn't really work, but I mean, if you see like something going on in the street, or you know, a domestic issue or something, and, well, I'm just going to ignore it and walk away. Well, it's probably going to continue then. Right, and you're almost as guilty for letting it... Yeah, as you're, like, sitting there watching on the street something happen and then just sit there and twiddle your thumbs. Right. Or go, hey, maybe I should go over there and at least say something. Maybe I should, or call someone or bring attention to something. Well, then you're making a change. Exactly. In your own way, you're you're taking a step to do something. You're not going to go home and go, I did nothing, you know? Right. So WWE not going there, or anybody not going, there to at least bring some sort of change or put in an effort to do something, you know, then nothing's going to change. Then why would anyone even care? So right. the fact that they're going there, and yes, it's a step, but it's something little. So now Renee Young's on commentary. There may or may not be a match. That was one of their goals, part of this 10-year deal. Mm-hmm. And it's, what, year one, year two already, and, you know, it could already be happening. I mean, and that's impressive. I mean, it shows how how powerful the, the machine can really be. How powerful the machine can be and the paydays and... I kind of I kind of hope the match actually doesn't happen. I kind of hope they walk to the ring and um, whoever was there, whether it's Stephanie or whoever, right? And they announce at the November show. They'll do one in like coming yeah. up. So then they can hype that and talk about the first ever and right. do their publicity thing. And you know, as we're talking about a business, that's the way to do it. You know, big that, show and make a big announcement and then. Yeah, yeah, something tells me, though, that if they can get it signed off or whatever the holdup right. is, you know, they're going to bypass the b- publicity and go, no, we'll just we'll, do it we'll on and off. Because who knows if they <laughs> they might yeah. change their mind. <laughs> yeah, that might be a first. And then afterwards, they're going, we're some, never yeah, doing that some, again. Yeah, sometimes you give them enough time and they'll be like, you know, maybe not. Yeah, so they may want to take that offer quick before it goes away. But yeah. either way, I'm. You know, again, hate all you want. I'm fine with them going there. Uh, the rumor number is 40 to 50 million. I was told it's a 25 million dollar payday. Either way, you know, when you add in the Fox billion dollars, wait the for the company or for somebody wrestling there. They get no, no, no for the company. Okay, all right. All right. I'm sure. I think it was a Jericho who said he got. Uh, what do you say? Half a million just to be in the rumble? Yeah. At number 50? Or, I, yeah, I think that's what it, three it was. Quarters it was of a an million. insane amount of money. I mean, the guys are getting paid, so right. they're not getting 25 million paid. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's getting it. I mean, Goldberg might to get off the couch <laughs> right? after two years and face Undertaker. Yeah. So I'm sure he's getting paid well. But no, I mean, you know, adding all those money, and like you said, it's a business. Right. So, I mean, if this is us defending it, then that's us defending it, and that's fine. It's so, just calling a spade a spade. It's just know. what it is, and, you know, there's no use. The deal's not ending. You know, everyone thought last November they'd change it and give in to the public outcry and stuff. And right. It's just like, no, the show's going on as scheduled. So I think if it was going to happen, it was going to be there, and since it didn't, it's not. So yeah. 
we're stuck with it for eight or nine years, whether you like it or not. And I like that it is a long-term deal because it can actually slowly build the change over the years. You can look now year one, year three, year five, right. and then, you know, who knows year 10, the women are main eventing women, all women's evolution, you know, you yeah. never know. So it's just part of going it. Going global with the evolution. Going global, and then it's the next international, the next chapter, right. and then they can keep going. And going to China. And then China and... North Korea. I think John Cena <laughs> said... Um, John, <laughs> that'd be interesting. Right. John Cena, I think, um, he said it seriously, but he wants to evolve the business so much and you know go worldwide in the global reach and everything. Right. And he legitimately said one of his goals is to host an event on the moon. I mean, I mean, it's silly. travel plans are going to be a little hairy. Yeah, I don't know how the crowd would. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, the lack of oxygen kind of sucks the life out of a crowd. I mean, live literally. via satellite <laughs> might kind of. Yeah, right? literally. <laughs> literally. Um, but yeah, you can like laugh and joke about it. But you know, who knows where we're headed? Hey, I mean, Metallica played Antarctica a couple of years back. I was so. going to say Antarctica, right? Outdoor event. I mean, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's 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 a Johnny Moxley death match right there. That's I'll a, take you on in Africa. That's that's a super showdown right, right there. But <laughs> speaking of John Moxley, he already won a title. What? He did I just spoil that for I you? I think you did. Uh oh. Um should I, I mean, shut up then? No, or? keep talking. Yeah, I don't even see I don't follow any of this stuff. I saw the headline. It's the IWGP US title from Juice Robinson. Oh really? He, yeah, they had he already, won that. that that was that that match was already already had a match and won a title. And well good for him. Good for him. You know, I, I do somewhat worry that, you know, it's a you know, a guy kinda coming in and It's Japan. I, I mean, know, but you know, we get the same arguments in WWE if right. you know, Brock Lesnar comes in and works a day and wins a title. And here's John Moxley showing up. And because he's the bigger name. Jericho did the same thing, though. He yeah. showed up and he won the IWGP Intercontinental title after a yes, couple of matches. Yes, he did. So. And, you know, I don't follow it, so I can't really, you know, say right. one way or the other. But, you know, that feels like kind of, you know, something that would happen here. And then it'd be like, oh, it just waltzes in and gets a title. Yeah. You and know. maybe maybe it is, but you know, I mean, I like the guy. And I like I like I like the, the <laughs> So new, he gets a pass. <laughs> right. I like New Japan. I think that I think they know what they're doing for their audience. Like they know yeah, I'm exactly sure, what I, I'm sure it all makes sense over there. <laughs> yeah, they have their finger on the pulse. I think they right. posted one of their record revenues and you mentioned Jericho. If we're headed to a Moxie Jericho title type Ooh. Japan I don't know, however that works, unification. I don't even know right. how any of that works, so I'm talking out of my backside right now. But <laughs> bottom line, uh, less than 24 hours, uh, Super Showdown. There it is. And I'm sure we'll have a whole heck of a lot to talk about next week. Perhaps Brock Lesnar is the WWE champion, mm. not Kofi. Oh, boy. I'm sure you would love that. Yeah, well. NXT is a saving grace for my network subscription. They'll keep get. I saw that $10 come out of my bank account, and I was like... <laughs> All right, you win this time. <laughs> you win another month. Yeah. But TakeOver was awesome. TakeOver was awesome. TakeOver was awesome. So we're going to end it there. This is a quick uh, podcast, so I'm going to throw in my usual plugs here. You are listening to the 411 Foresight Wrestling Podcast. This is on the one and only 411 Podcasting Network, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, of course, 411mania.com, where you can find all my awesome columns. And we are looking for five-star reviews on Apple iTunes. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, good luck with that. But if you want to, it is at Justin Watry. Lots of fun there. Mr. Steve Matson, The Resident Complex. The Resident Complex for all your Resident Complex needs. Our debut album, North Avenue, is out now. Everywhere music is sold via iTunes, all that good stuff. Anywhere, Spotify, anywhere you can find it, just get it. And there it is. There it is, and here it is, the resident complex. Hit it. I don't know myself tonight, but my reflection clings to me.